say hot dog podcast word yeah when you taste that nitrate power you're in the dog zone for an hour come on you know the number Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast for 1900hotdog.com. I'm Sean Baby from the internet. With me, as always, is my co-host and partner, Robert Brockway. Hello. And our special guest today is actress, star, director of erotic films, professional romancer, which is very relevant to today's topic, April O'Neil, the beautiful and charming... April O'Neil from the internet. Hi. Now I was gonna. Uh, hi. I was gonna do like an intro where I was gonna like list uh, funny names of, of films you've been in because I do think porn names are pretty funny. Oh, there's some good uh, ones. Yeah. So I was going through and I uh, I realized as I started doing the bit that uh, one of the re- one of the ways you can tell a genius from a normal is they they can tell when a bit's gonna be fucking stupid like before they're finished with it. So I bailed on the whole thing. <laughs> But I, I did see uh, a lad dick in your list of titles. I was going to ask, uh, like, if you had a yeah. couple favorites that you wanted. Absolutely. A lad dick was great. <laughs> uh, I do sort of, I'm not a big pun fan, but in the context of, of porno movies, I, I think they're great. Because uh, I do, I want to say that I really appreciate, like, um, the, I don't know if this is intentional, but, like, it seems like you've done, like, almost virtuous types of porn movies. Like, most of your movies are about, like. Virtuous like, porn, huh? Yeah. They're, they seem like they're kind of hot people get together and, and have sex, which I think is the best genre of porn. Oh, just like, like, like kind of like vanilla sex. Right. Like, yeah. sure. I, I don't, so it's not I like mean, feeding the homeless. Costume, essentially. I, I, I do have sort of a, a like a fear that the that capitalism and porn has sort of worked together to just sort of reduce the taboo of incest like by 4% a year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I noticed there's like none of your... Co-stars were like your brother or your father or anything. Oh, God, I was like, no. "That's that's." I mean, it start it starts with the stepdad, the stepsister. That's your gateway yeah. drug. That's, that's your that's gateway. Your gateway fucking. Uh huh. And then you're like throwing your sister in the trunk of a car, and 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 you're like, "Well, no, 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 no." Because sometimes you'll like you'll see a, a, like a porno movie, and at the end of it, the two people are like sitting on a couch to like show that you know we're still friends. And I'm like, you know, if you got to establish that the stars of your sex movie like don't really hate each other like no one was really kidnapped and murdered like maybe you just shouldn't have made it there's never really that after like porn like the sequel where it's like the stepbrother and stepsisters still have to like have family dinner together and, like... <laughs> to, like, live with each other. oh man that might be my thing though <laughs> I, we might have just found my thing like not not so much the porn but like meeting in the hallway and trying to yeah. do that awkward shuffle past each other and then being like oh just like a 20 minute montage of them just like trying to like live together and forget that that happened and keep it from their parents i guess oh i would i, I would i would pay for that they're watching like family feud together some like lame game show and they're like well, you two are acting really funny what is it kids just got a throbbing erection mom's like "Ooh, what's that and you're do a don't boom have you like watch, watching shit that happens on Game of Thrones that you actually did together, and you have to be like, "Oh, this is even more awkward than the normal awkward that this would be." <laughs> I always, uh, 
I obviously have no trouble with uh, erotic material whatsoever, but like, I do think warnings should be put on stuff uh, to not watch it with your folks. Like, uh, I think I wrote about this in a cracked article way back in the day that that should be uh, on the warnings. Like, just don't watch this with your parents. Because my mom likes Game of Thrones, but if I was watching the episode where like, God, he like sexually assaulted his sister on like the grave of their child. I'm like, this is, God, I'm so glad my mom isn't in the room. I feel like that happened (laughs) at least three times. One of the early seasons, the, the, the seventh time they did it, I, is, that was, is, the one that one was like, they went rough. too far. That one was brutal when they actually showed the kid falling out and they kept going. I was <laughs> right. While we're on the subject, maybe you could take this note to uh, the mayor of porn or whoever. That I <laughs> yes, think I know him well. Good. I think they should have someone on the set who's just very assertive and like persuasive, and it would be their job to sort of talk them out of the stepbrother. Like so they could say, like, you know, I, I have a note for the script. Let's maybe make these two characters not. <laughs> father and daughter just that's an idea i do i think the world would benefit from that i kind of like a similar situation where i did like a it was like a mommy and me type thing and the whole premise was that like uh she like wanted me to call her mommy even though she was my stepmom and they were like we really Uh... want you to use the word mommy and i was like i don't think i can do that (laughs) so i turned the entire thing into um Instead of saying, uh, like, yes, mommy, it was like, if you really want me to call you mommy, I will. <laughs> Just kind of reframed <laughs> the words a little bit. Right. <laughs> like in the context of, like, a Latin sweet talk, maybe. Like, yeah. like mommy, like you'd call your Latina girlfriend. Call her mammy. I want you to call mammy. me mammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see... If if there's a pornography with racism and incest, that's just too oh, far God. for me. That's point six too many things too far. No, thank you. <laughs> so well, today sure on the that. podcast, uh, I asked neither of you to prepare anything, and you're just going to come into this cold. I'm going to just uh, talk to you about one of my favorite authors. His name is Gregory J. P. Godek, and he's um oh, it's the Godek episode. Author. It's the Godek episode. It's the one everyone's been waiting for. Oh, shit. Um, what so, have I gotten into? I'm super not prepared. You're not prepared. I have, I'm just looking at my Google Doc. I have 42 pages of notes. I was told not to even like look up this person, and I don't even know who he is, so I'm very excited. He's, uh, okay, well, let me just get started. Let me talk, talk about Godek. Okay. He um, got his big break in 1991. He wrote a book called A Thousand and One Ways to Be Romantic, and it was uh, a massive success. It sold millions and millions of copies uh, i couldn't get the exact figure though that's a difficult research to just google but just outrage as, as successful what? as like a little self-help book could possibly I, be i had no idea this guy was ever successful i thought <laughs> i thought things were like niche products that you found on wish or something no i mean people bought i think these? what it what it is i think people who see these books just forget about them two seconds later like like when I say a million books sold, that's not like people went home and read them. It's like, oh, I got to get a present for my grandma. Well, she is married to grandpa. I'm just get this fucking <laughs> romance. They might, like, they might like romance. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, could be a business marriage. Did they have like the crazy like book covers, like the romance type? No, they're okay. really, really dry. Like just like text on purple. Like just. Oh, God. There's no Fabio like flowing hair Nothing romance. Nothing enticing on the outside. Not at all, but it just, it's, it's so generic and square that like, I just feel like it's, it's broad enough to appeal to people who, who need a last minute gift at, at borders when, when those existed. <laughs> so 
so anyway, the structure of this podcast, I'm just going to describe his unspeakable career. Feel free to interrupt with any questions or comments. I think you've, you've seen a podcast before. I guess this is the exact structure of our good friend Robert Evans's podcast, Behind the Bastards, which I think is appropriate because I don't think he would ever cover this guy because he's not like a full-on bastard, but he sort of belongs uh, alongside Steve Bannon or L. Ron Hubbard of, of like history's shittiest grifters and monsters, I think. Wow, L. Ron Hubbard was was pretty much a bastard. That's putting him up there. Yeah, no, he's and he did a lot of like crimes against art and literature in Is addition to his crimes against humanity. I don't. I don't so I, w- I can't imagine. I think by the time Can you'll we see, start uh, as <laughs> there he is. Sean's the leader. He just doesn't want us to know. They do say come in blind a lot. Most of my followers do fuck themselves to death in the first two weeks. Like it's that romantic. Our our cult. I do want to talk about his success before we just full-on make fun of him. So he, um, like I said, his book sold a million copies. And in the the 90s, when you were successful at something like this lame, like you were just on every talk show, like uh, Oprah and Jenny Jones and Phil Donahue, they all had this guy on. Because if you're going to do like an episode of romance, you like go to your media call list. You're like, I don't know, we need an expert on romance. Oh, here's one. So he was on TV kind of all the time. And like... He'd go on Oprah and he would just sort of recite his book. Uh, he'll be just like, hey, Oprah, run a bubble bath. Uh, uh, 892, right? I love you on the driveway. And uh, I, <laughs> like, I just watched this video to prepare for this. And then Oprah responded like most people would do by like, motherfucker, your husband's going to come home. And be like, who wrote all over the driveway? So like she responds the same way that like you or I would. Even though she's his best potential audience, she still like immediately starts making fun of the dumb shit that is his life's work. So I'm still just floored that he was on Oprah. I, <laughs> yeah, and he will bring it up. Life. Yeah, wait to go watch the clip after. <laughs> and if you look at the the clip, uh, it's all comments from like people who came there for my cracked article. So it's not like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember this book. It's oh, like you ruined <laughs> life. It's like fucking jokes I made like, 20 years okay. later. <laughs> Uh, so I guess like the point uh, that I'm trying to make is that he's just sort of like a, a folksy idiot. Like he says really obvious shit that seems like wisdom and uh, maybe more to the point is kind of impossible not to know. Like if he's saying like, hey, take care of your lady, buy her flowers, let her know you care. It's almost like, how would you not know that? <laughs> and so I think this is really comforting to to the stupid because they like hear this person that's uh, been declared an expert saying something that they already knew, which makes them feel like, oh, you know, I must be an expert. And by oh. the same standards, of course, they are. Oh, no. And, um, <laughs> and so obviously, I think that's why like Oprah liked him, because that's that's like Oprah's jam is people saying really obvious shit. And she agrees with it. And then and, pausing uh, for applause. Right. She'll, she'll be like, that's right. You shouldn't murder people. And the crowd goes <laughs> hold, nuts. Hold for applause. Oh, they're yeah. going nuts. They love There's it. There's coupons <laughs> under your seat. And so uh, she even was talking about this book. And she says, I love this book because I'll be going through the book. And I'll say, oh, I thought of that. I thought of that. And I, just, <laughs> I, I love that so much. because like, Do you just see like the hatred brew in Goat Excise? He, he's like, you thought of bubble baths? <laughs> No, I invented bubble bass, Oprah. I could destroy you, Oprah. So uh, so anyway, the point is this guy sucks really hard and he's more successful than 99% of the most talented people that have ever lived. And that, um, that, just that destroys should you. bother you. Uh, it was like the late 2000s, like 2009, 2010, I started uh, writing cracked articles. Uh, and one of the things I like writing about is uh, self-help books. And so by the, by the fourth self-help book article, I was like, 
I'm going to do this fucking book I've had for several years called 1001 Ways to Be Romantic. Like this was my discovery of Godek. And I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, wow, this is a jackpot for a dude just making fun of shit. Because it's not only stupid, it like repeats itself. It's like poorly edited. So like the same entry will show up again and again. Sometimes slightly reworded, sometimes exactly the same wording. The, the next time I wrote about these books, I'm like, I got to do two books by this fucking Godek guy. And now at this point, I've demonstrated like the fragility of this guy's like success. Because if you Googled Godek after that second article, he was like the third page of fucking results. You had to dig to find out the actual guy that had been made fun of. You've taken over his life. <laughs> Seriously. This is like identity theft. <laughs> There's no way this guy doesn't both know about me and fucking hate me. Have you ever experienced just strange shooting pains when he like pokes the voodoo doll he must have made of you? He's he probably, once in a while like, fuck He's probably dick. tried it. He's come his, to your his house books, by now, I'm sure. <laughs> He's, he's just staring at well, my house every night. Well, he's driven by it. He, he wouldn't have the courage he's, to stop. He's watching, my, he's watching my dick game through the window going like, oh, that guy doesn't know how to romance. Look at that. God damn it, I have to put that in the next book, though. It's just, it's a good move. He's not even making love on a pizza. That's a, so you don't know about Godek. He's got a thing about pizza. Oh, his, I thought that was just a good joke. This is the whole thing. I mean, it's an elegant joke, but in the context of Godek, it's a brilliant joke. Oh my god! <laughs> so you know more about the people. At this point, I like I gotta just get every book this fucking guy wrote, and so I um, went to Amazon, and there literally every single one of them was a penny, and so I got his entire bibliography <laughs> for like less than a cab would be to a bookstore. <laughs> and, so you could sell something for that little price. It, well, it's like three ninety nine shipping. More like, about getting rid of it, like oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> I, I just love the idea that someone carried around this fucking terrible romance book for 17, 20 years, just waiting. The idea of saying to that guy, you know, I want to thank you for your years of service and keeping this book like clean and safe and storing it and moving it. You know what I'm going to give you for your trouble? One American penny. I love the duality of it because there's, there's two ways a book can go on Amazon. One is that you'll find any kind of old book and it will be $500 for, right. for no reason. And all of his are one cent. That should really tell you something. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that because uh, my uh, fiance is a very sweet woman and very generous with her gift giving. And so she likes to get extravagant gifts. And so she tried to get me like uh, a book that Godek made in 2014, like his latest culmination of all he's learned. It's called Bring Food, Arrive Naked. <laughs> Uh, make sure I get the fucking is it really title called right. that? It is. It's called uh, "Bring Food, Arrive Naked, Romance with Attitude." I'm sorry, I'll ride naked or arrive? Arrive, like oh show up at her door, oh balls God. ass naked with a fucking with food, pizza with like box. a bucket of chicken. <laughs> yeah, just... So basically, his whole concept of romance is just do the naked man. Forty <laughs> percent of everything he believes is just the. Just get naked with food nearby. I mean, I like that he used, to, he used to name, like, I have a thousand and one tips, and now he's like, I have one tip. <laughs> one tip. <laughs> I boil it all down to this one thing. All right, but that so would work. <laughs> she, she tried to get me this book, and it was $500. And so the book gets theoretically delivered, and it's not. And so she goes through this, you know, whatever interactions you have with these people where it's just like, feels like lies, but just a lot of confusion. <laughs> so months go by, and this lady is sure that she delivered the book. We finally get the refund, but supposedly there's a book out there called Bring Food, Arrive Naked, Romance with Attitude, that is worth $500, but 
the one person who wants to buy it desperately can't. And so uh, did you just like, arrive at some stranger's house and they're just like, ah, oh, yes, finally the answer I've been looking for. <laughs> I mean, you really just need to like start cruising legal notices for divorces and then going <laughs> to their garage sales. And I bet you'll just, find it. The, the meanest, most horrible, ugliest divorces. That's just where it'll be. Start asking around your neighborhood their feelings on like <laughs> nakedness and food. Just to like, right. you just, know. Just knock on their door during a pandemic. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Y'all eat naked. I'm asking for comedy purposes. <laughs> Just trying to hunt something down. That actually sounds creepy. Don't do that. <laughs> I like Godek because he sounds like Modok, that uh, Marvel Comics character. I was just uh, thinking, it's so nice. It's so yeah. nice that your nemesis has a comic book villain name. Because if his yes. name was like John Jones or something, I mean, that you'd have the JJ thing. But Right. That's not but, great. It's not as good John as Jones Kodak. Had, it's not a name John to curse as you yell at the sky. Right. <laughs> Kodak! So I, I called him genetic organism designed for erection killing. And every time I did an article about him, I actually put his weird little face in a MODOK. I shouldn't say weird little face. He's kind of got like cabbage patch features, but he's sort of an, an objectively fine looking man. Like you don't look at him and say like, oh, gross. But like... He looks like a boy wearing old man makeup. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He's got like a boyish charm. He's he's very square and has like he clearly thinks of himself as like this sort of love guru. So he's, he's he does like a lot of yeah he's impish goblinish maybe. How old was right. he when he started writing books? Uh, I think he was probably in his late twenties. I think he's in his sixties now. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, much uh, experience at that young twenty age. So we right. really are mocking a man's entire life. Just... Yes, and I, I I think it's fair because I he's sort of the prototype for. Like an entire decade of books that is just loathsome where people would sort of put down whatever dumb shit they thought of. Like they'd say, I'm going to write a book called 300 Ways to like, you know, make your car cool. And then they would just like sit down, run out of ideas out of six, at six or seven and then 293 dumb shit ideas. That was an entire genre of literature that shouldn't exist. That was such yeah, a mass- popular like a chicken soup for the soul type era. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> And it's because they're chasing the success of like the very few people like Godek who just sold a million copies of something literally anyone could fucking write. The secret and, is just having a lot of something. Right. A big number. And then like you get your money's worth. It's 13 bucks for the book. That's like less than a penny per tip. Yeah, it's 740 things. It's a great deal. Yeah. Like listen Shit, to Phil Collins. Take her out to dinner. You're like, I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. That's a great <laughs> idea. So I love the idea of watching his career like sort of crash as he keeps trying to do the same thing because uh, like now today he has uh, 95 followers on Twitter as of this writing. Is, and so, is he and he kind of went alive? for it. Like, is he what? Is he still alive? He is. He's still alive and still trying to be like a professional like love speaker. Oh. But, but I don't think you can make a living doing this anymore because... In the marketplace of ideas, and I, I say that in heavy quotes, like say Twitter, if you go on Twitter and say like, here's an idea for romance, take her to dinner, which is about 80% of his books. Like people on Twitter would either ignore you or think you were kidding or make fun of you. Like it would be absurd to think that would be a popular tweet. Yeah, now, it, sounds, you, it sounds like a joke satire. Like yeah, it, some TikTok it does. It's going <laughs> to I bet he sees a surge in followers every time you do something. Like he's going to get a a small surge from this. Like six people will follow him and he'll be like, oh (laughs) my. He'll be like, whoa, I'm blowing the fuck up. But like he does like sort of desperate calls for engagement. And then he'll have the saddest Google. 
No. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll be like, oh, cool, a podcast about me. Oh, this isn't nice at all. Hi. <laughs> I also think he's not good at technology, given his age, because one of his tweets, a recent one, was just a picture of a woman in lingerie, like that he seems like he might have accidentally retweeted because it has no context. And then um, one of them right, was just a call same, for... Though. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, one of them was just a call for a college student to help promote his book. Like he just wanted to, I presume because he's not going to pay her, but like mm. that's, he, he just made a call to his 95 followers. Hey, are any of you in college and want to work for free to promote a book that's 30 years old? That's very stupid. And uh, then he'll do shit like, Hey, this is going to sound weird. Let's boycott Valentine's day with like, you know, one like. <laughs> oh, he's, he's gotten to the stage in his career where he turns against love. Right. As we he all knew, Valentine's was inevitable. Like a good selling day for him. <laughs> no, we must destroy love. It has turned on me. <laughs> he so might really go that way. <laughs> go, Nick! Let's get started on his actual bibliography. Now that uh, you have a good context for who he is and how he sucks. Can and, I ask one uh, more question? If it doesn't yeah, of ruin the, the, the place that this is going. I have no flow. I, you can just <laughs> disrupt whatever you want. Do we know, like... Does he have a, a wife and kids? Like, did it go successfully for him? He, he does have a wife. Okay. I don't know if he has any children, but um, he makes so many, like, pizza references in his books that I started this running gag about how his wife is fat. But but I, of course, can find her on the internet. I know she's not fat. Is but I never. <laughs> his wife is, like, normal size. She's a, a presentable woman. But uh, not not a giant fatty like you would presume from so from all the times they fuck on a pizza and all of the jokes I make pizza. about it. Got it. Could just have a good metabolism. Some people do. True. It's true. And there's a you get a lot of cardio. I think you burn like seventy calories kissing. And yeah, Godek loves to kiss. So we are gonna <laughs> we're gonna start off with his very first book from 1991, 1001 Ways to Be Romantic, and we're gonna play. Sean Baby's book game. So let me hit the theme song. You know what time it is. Book game. Sean Baby's book game. Here's how Sean Baby's book game is going to work for this episode. You're each going to pick a random number between 1 and 1001. And your job will be to seduce me, but I'll be playing a character. And for this one, I will be playing Poison Frontman and star of VH1's Rock of Love, Brett Michaels. So... You're trying to find an entry in this book that would seduce Brett Michaels, and you're competing against one another. Are you sure so, there are entries in the book that would work for Brett Michaels? I imagine that's a very narrow field. Am I supposed to? I, I think okay. I, I, Brett Michaels yeah. is a is a very public sex addict. Uh, it's very clear from his uh, reality show that he'll stick it at anything if it'll let him. He's the blonde so, guy, right? He's, he usually has a do-rag on. He sang uh, Talk yeah. Dirty to Me. It's one of his big hits. Uh, yep. Nothing but a good time. Uh, I mean, it's a bit before your time, of course. but uh, I think I know who we're talking about, though. He's cute. Good. He's a very handsome fella. Lots of rock star sex appeal. So picture that while you're uh You're going to really work hard in this game to get that guy. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, April, if you want to start, uh, pick a number between one and a thousand. One. We might give us some mulligans if you like hit a bad one. Like sometimes you'll get like a Bible quote and like, we, we're going to have to have a couple of uh, do overs, hey, but I can make that work. <laughs> Challenge accepted. V- very sexy Bible quote. You never know. There's some weird 
stuff. That would be a that would be a uniquely disturbing porn parody. Have they done that? Have, is, does Wood Rocket do a, a, a Jesus themed porn parody? I'll, I'll, I do think yeah, you'd you get some be, free press. People would legitimately get some notes. Like, I'll put that porn. on the docket. <laughs> you should be telling porn about this. <laughs> All right. So, so one through one thousand, April. First. You're going first. I go as first our, as our guest. Please. Okay. Uh, well, I'm obviously going to pick sixty nine. Nice choice. Classic choice. Obvious choice. I hope it's a Bible verse. The perpetual bouquet. Trademark. I think it's a joke trademark. I don't think it's a real thing. Bring home one flower a day for a week or two or three. You'll create a wonderfully diverse bouquet day by day. It gives both of you something to look forward to. And you'll have an ever-changing, always fresh reminder of your love. Every fucking day? Yeah. Who so has like you just have, that? you have like they, a bouquet of half dead flowers. Dying by the time yes. you, before you're we've all seen we've all I mean, seen the flaw in this immediately. <laughs> I assume that's the point is that like you replace the dead ones with the new ones, but like fuck man, every day. And I gotta say that by day two, Brett Michaels' penis flaccid. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, that'll that'll weigh you, you got, down. You've got a big edge here, Brockway. If you can, if you can beat that, you could win this first round. Surely, I have to beat that. You got uh, we'll that so easily. <laughs> Seven hundred and eighty-four. Oh, here we go. Seven hundred and eighty-four. That is going to be <laughs> five minutes devoted to romance equals one day of harmony. That's that's it. That's it's, un, it's the chapter is called the mathematics of romance. So there you go. <laughs> that's the conversion rate for one day of harmony that? is five minutes devoted to romance. Brett Michaels isn't gonna like that. I gotta be honest. Brett Michaels fucking hated that. Oh, man, <laughs> do math instead of fucking. That's not the Brett Michaels way. <laughs> I didn't think the flowers would win Brett Michaels over, but damn. Yeah. Against you know, that. I, I think if. If we have to go between dead flowers and math, Brett Michaels picks dead flowers. So that's one point for April, zero points for Brockway. But this game will continue as we go through his bibliography. Wait, was that the whole game? I thought I was going to have to like role play. Like, that's, try no, that's just round one. Oh. We're going to do several more rounds. And then in 45 minutes, we'll see who, who the greatest oh. romance champion okay. is. <laughs> and I, you think, I mean, you have a very romantic themed career, but... Brockway's a tender lover. Oh. <laughs> a giving, famously romantic man. All right, Brockway, prove it. Yes, I am. I am the prince of seduction. Uh, <laughs> I have that tattooed across my belly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... It's not your forehead. After he wrote this book and just, like, crushed it, uh, one year later he wrote 1001 More Ways to be Romantic. <laughs> and this was very literally the exact same book, but he was just exhausted with from ideas. Like, he used every idea he'd ever had in his entire life to get a thousand and one ways to be romantic. So this next book was just like Kathy comics and just like random multi-paragraph quotes from articles and books. It's just nonsense. Is number 69 uh, just buy two flowers a day? <laughs> I could check. I have, <laughs> I have it handy. We're not going to do a book game in all of these books, but we can see what 69 is in this. Oh my God, it's... He started at a thousand and one, so it's, it'll technically oh, okay. one thousand. Oh, it's a literal sequel. Sixty-nine. Okay. Yeah, we pick up the story. <laughs> it says, "Think like a married person." Strategy number three: communicating. Have you ever noticed that single people often do a lot of talking without really communicating much? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. <sighs> and then that just goes on like that for like two paragraphs. So, so the secret to romance is communication. I don't know if he invented that, but it seems really, really smart to me. Well, he's just being judgy now. I fucking hate Godex so much. I just hope that comes through. <laughs> if he started in his like late twenties and this is book two, he's like thirty and being like, These goddamn kids don't communicate. <laughs> That's true. I mean to be he's fair, so... I did feel that from twenty to thirty, so I kind of relate. Yeah. I, I maybe he's on to something. I don't know. Uh, I just saw one thirteen fifty three is FM shoes. I think he might mean fuck me shoes. Oh. Or necessarily or is there like a sh- is radio there a shoe? shoes. Yeah, is there a shoe with like a radio in it? Like this new thing I call radio shoes. Here's a Gets secret to romance: going. the Sports Illustrated football phone. That's the other thing about him. Uh, I should mention he's like really square, but also like super uh, straight laced and coy. Like so, he won't say fuck. He won't. He barely even says sex. He'll like call it whoopee or you know. Oh. Nobody's oh, getting anything boo. in the butt. A thousand one ways to romance. Nothing's going in the butt. Let's just get that. Out of a thousand? You don't even run out of options and be like, all right, all right, number 998, the butt, I guess. It's a birthday. Yeah, I guess I'll put a finger in your butt. (laughs) If it's it's the Mazda drive time event, I will put a finger in your butt, sweetheart. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) all right, that one got me. In the mid 90s, he kept going uh, with. Romance 101 in 1993, which was sort of more of a school book sort of theme to the thing. It wasn't just a random list of nonsense. And then uh, 1994, he did The Portable Romantic, which was exactly 1001 Ways to Be a Romantic, like word for word, just cut down to a smaller book. Then he did The Lover's Bedside Companion, a slight variation of the previous book I mentioned. Then a year after that, he did Loving, A Journal of Our Relationship. And it's uh, just a bunch of blank pages with a couple of uh, quotes on the side. Really wow, so this is the that. fastest anybody has ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, he's like immediately ran out of ideas. He's dead. got like thirty more years, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, we have. We are in 1995, and he is writing books like today. Oh my god, and he's still going. How many does he have? Like thirty? I. I, I would say thirty bucks is safe. He oh he God. does a lot of reissues and he okay. changes the word, the changes the title, but I mean they're published in all these different countries and so it's it's hard for me to just go on Amazon to get every book he's ever written. But I think I might have because I am sitting by a pile of at least twenty five books. So you are easily, and this is the saddest thing, easily his number one fan. <laughs> easily without question. <laughs> so this next book is called. 365 Ways to Be Romantic, which you'll notice is a smaller number than 1001 and, in fact, is more or less taken from that book. So basically, this is just a book where he took out 650 of the options to be romantic. So we're actually going to do another book game for this one. You know what time it is. Book game. Show book game. This one... Version. I'm going to be Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. So you're going to be trying to seduce Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh with one of the 365 ways to be romantic. So pick a number between one and 365. Uh, Brockway, you're uh, trailing. So uh, you go first this time. Okay. Uh, 217. Right right square kind of in the middle. there. All right. In the meat of it. Oh, this is from a chapter called For Women Only. 
Oh, oh shit. So you've already Don't. lost. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't even read it. It's true. You met, you have a good point. It was a uh, send him a perfumed love letter. So like, let's just, that'll be your mulligan. That one doesn't count. So uh, try again, please. All right. Maybe, maybe start strong and gets weak. How about 42? Okay. 42. Chocolate. This is from a chapter <laughs> called Chocolate. <laughs> and it says, chocolate. There's just something about it, isn't there? While I firmly believe that romance shouldn't be used as a bribe to curry favors, a box of great chocolates is an incredibly well-received gift, isn't it? Yeah, that's why they sell them on, like, Valentine's Day. Chocolate is a very appropriate love gift. God damn like, it, Kodak, that's 42? You that's get... 42. 41, he's like, oh shit, chocolate! Wait, this ah, is just... basically like 1,042 also, isn't it? <laughs> There's no way this is going to work on Brett Kavanaugh. It's not, it's not feet stuff. <laughs> All right, April, if you can beat cho just the generic idea of chocolate, then you'll have a second point. I'm very curious as to what the first one is. Okay. Like, what is he starting off with? Like, his 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 next... Just the opener, the yeah. strongest one. Like, what right do you say to keep me going? Do the bun stuff. Right <laughs> Make a toast. Number one. <laughs> Number one is bun stuff. Dive in deep quick. It just... It just says advanced butt stuff. Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says, make a toast to one another every time you hold a wine glass. Make eye contact. Take turns making the toast. Whisper it. Uh, God, I gotta be honest. Make the toast if, if the other person's already passed out from drinking. I feel like that's a Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> That's a good thing. point. Yeah. If, I bet you'd be saying this to an unconscious Brett Kavanaugh. Huh? Um, the whisper he would probably appreciate because he's sleeping. Um, I think he would also like you intruding upon his face without his consent. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think between chocolate and uh, the creepy whisper every time she drinks. Uh, yeah, that's a that's, Kavanaugh move. That's the old BK. Yeah, strong Kavanaugh move. <laughs> <laughs> so... That is two points for April O'Neil and zero points for Robert Brockway. I'm getting school again. I'm so getting sorry. <laughs> She's good. She's a ringer. I came to so, play. So we're going to move on through the, uh, the late 90s. And he released a book in 1996 called Loving, A Journal of Our Relationship. Again, which again. is a slight variation of the previous Loving a Journal of Our Relationship. Which was blank. Is this the blank which one? Is a, okay, I it's picked a blank book. Four. What's it say? Okay, let me find it. This was We were going to do a book game for this one, but I will Wait, find it. Wait, did you write in it? <laughs> it says, get Dick Doctor's phone number from Under the Bridge Sal. Sean, you're not supposed to share your journal with us. <laughs> <laughs> you asked, that's what it says. You're right, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That was the okay. first good tip I've learned today. Thank you for sharing your <laughs> private thoughts with us. <laughs> <laughs> it actually says, why be romantic? Why bother? Simple. It will improve the quality <laughs> of your life. Like, he's defending the very concept of the thing they bought the book for. They're yeah, like, well, he realizes that if you get any any length into this book, you're going to be like, fuck everything about this. He <laughs> right. negates himself. Hey, good business plan. Yeah. But it's, I didn't actually write it. It's a completely blank book. I'd say about 30% of the pages have little quotes on them. It's, it's as close to nothing as book. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is 
795 US dollars. That's what it reads out for. I got it. I got it for one penny. Yeah, he really is. Uh, The next year he wrote Love the Course They Forgot to Teach You in School, which is uh, very much like a relationship seminar workbook. So he's taking the stuff he knows, how to uh, clumsily fuck, and trying to turn that into like a classroom setting. Uh, it's very bad. I like tried to do an article on it once and it was just so dry and so stupid that, I mean, it's almost like it's designed for space aliens who, who just landed here and like need to seduce a wife. Um, well, maybe that's, I guess you could, yeah, I do think that's a potential audience for this. Uh, the next year he wrote your, uh, your romance books presented as, as like a textbook as possible. Right. Cause that's fun. Everyone loves homework. Everyone loves studying. <laughs> studying is the best. Right. It's like, sweetheart, I love you, and I love our passionate lovemaking, but you know what might make this more fun? If, if we sort of, like, you know, had word searches and homework. Actually, <laughs> that does sound kind of fun. first lecture. <laughs> I do. Uh, women love to get lectured before uh, romance, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's or so just, just in what general. What number is that in the book? <laughs> It's just page 37 through 101. It's just a long lecture you can read to your lover. Lay down, sweetheart. Let me explain to you the history of love and chocolate. So the next year he wrote Confessions of a True Romantic, uh, which is um, basically a relationship seminar workbook. It is, I would say, 95% the exact same words as the previous book, just released under a different name uh, later that same year. So um, it's kind of like the Taco Bell menu of romance. Exactly. He's just hanging in the back with like one tube of dog food and one tube of sour cream going like, dude, I can make 46 things out of this. It depends on how I layer them. (laughs) Right. This is not a taquerito. This is a chilerito junior. Let's see where I I completely lost track of where we were talking about Taco Bell. You got me so hungry. So (laughs) the uh, later that same year, 1997, he wrote romantic mischief, romantic fantasies and romantic dates. And these are all just thematic clips from 1001 Ways to Be Romantic. It's six years later, and he is still chopping chunks out of that fucking book and repackaging the exact same words. Oh, I was hoping it was an epic trilogy. It is not. <laughs> and in fact, some of these, uh, I did an article on, on two of these, and they, they have a lot of crossover. Like, something might count as mischief and fantasy, so he'll just have them in both. He doesn't care. And I guess if you want to save eight bucks, though, because these, I think, were six ninety five, whereas Thousand One Ways to Be Romantic was fourteen ninety five. obviously, if you got them at Borders, but they're a penny on Amazon. If anyone wants to buy any of these, they're all a penny on Amazon. <laughs> that later that same year, like, he was really busy in 1997. He wrote Intimate Questions, which is just, like, stupid shit you can ask on a first date. You know, like... I love those. Yeah? you So you'd, you'd appreciate it if a guy was on a date with you and he, like, had a lot of... Uh, romantic questions for you like not like tell me your dreams but like i'm that person that like likes to like play those games like okay like what's the weirdest thing i can ask you like what's the worst thing you've ever done in your life or like right you know yeah i can i can see that somebody like weird little intimate things like that i always think are fun maybe not where do you live (laughs) yeah do you you thoroughly check the backseat of your car every time (laughs) See, these are really romantic questions to right. ask. Yeah. And I do I do think we all see the appeal of the thing that he is going for, but I don't think there's a person alive who needs it. Like who wouldn't like you develop that skill on all on your own, right? Like True. asking questions and and saying, I want to learn this information, so I'll ask this question. 
So it, it feels like it's for space monsters. It's for someone who just doesn't understand, like... Well, let's hear a, let's hear a question. Maybe they're way better than the ones I've got. Don't you eat your food in the morning? Tell me. <laughs> Up See? and down, but a little side to side. Sometimes I like to sit on it and just I wiggle don't. it with my butt. Uh, I, I just I pork like it like a duck. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say pork it like a duck? <laughs> I said hork, hork it like a duck. <laughs> just right down my throat because that's the most Oh, hork it. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. So right, uh, let's see. What's the weirdest one in there? Oh, let's see. I don't even know if I have that one handy. Um, just find any one. Yeah, just, just close your eyes and flip. Just flip. I think I might have that book over on the shelf. Oh my god, these so, they're so bad. I'll read something from the Lover's Bedside Companion. I just realized uh, that you're probably in a more comfortable position and not just sitting on the floor with stacks of books around you that are his, which is how I imagined it in my head. Yeah, I thought standing up with like a huge diagram across a wall and like strings tracing. Right. He's actually going through a PowerPoint presentation that we can't see at all, but it's just for him. We keep just fucking derailing it. <laughs> I'm like running around. Hey, Sylvia. All right. So I can't find the. That's okay. I'll, I'll buy it later for a penny. We're kind of squatting in a temporary home before we like buy a new home uh, post pandemic. And so. My uh, my office is basically just a pile of garbage right now. And so, hey, mine uh, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine mine so, always is. So. <laughs> Generally, I like to have my books really well organized so I can find them. But now it's like when I sit down and do research for an article. The Godex shelf. Yeah, there's always a Godex shelf, but now the, the Godex shelf is just in different different piles of filthy garbage, which is, I guess, where they belong. So thanks, pandemic. Uh, Later that same year, Godex started another thing that he fucking shouldn't have, and it's called uh, Love Coupons. So he made Love Coupons in 1997, and these are like when you were like a child and you were doing arts and crafts for your parents. Yeah, and you like I didn't... beat him. I beat him to that by like yeah. several yeah. years. <laughs> I did that shit when I was eight. Yeah. These are fucking straight up like free hug coupons that like he packaged as like retail products. So Love Coupons in 1997, and then uh, later that same year, he did I Love You Dad slash I Love to Golf Coupons. Cause he, well, this took a the, turn. Yeah. The <laughs> other thing about Godek is he's Is he responsible obsessed. for the incest? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had a one, thing going here. This changed quick. Yeah. One free tiny-handed hand job, father. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Godek. But uh, another That's thing about Godek. That's all I know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> it's really fucking dark. <laughs> I like lose my perspective on what's appropriate with Godek. It's just, I get fucking red with rage. It does quickly destroy standards of morality and goodness. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Godek is like this. I love to golf because it's a dad is, is his like um, hardcore adherence to like gender roles. So you have to understand all the context of these ways to be romantic is not like, find what your partner loves and do that for them. It's your guy's a dude. So get him a power drill. That kind of like really insecure, like masculinity. And, and also I should mention that Godek seems kind of like a pussy. Like he's, he's got like that, the fruitiness of this like romance guru that you wouldn't think would try so hard to like reinforce all these uh, like old timey stereotypes, but he does. And yet he looks like a trapped leprechaun, like a leprechaun <laughs> losing right. his magic. 
Can I can I look up yet what like he to, looks yeah, like? like see, he told me to see go if we're blind. painting an accurate anything, picture. But I feel like I need to now. I'm curious, but my keyboard, my mechanical keyboard, is so loud it will sound like I'm firing a shotgun <laughs> if I type anything. He's not the plastic surgeon, right? He's kind of like got thin lips and <laughs> and like not chubby cheeks, but like cherubic. Oh man, I found his, his young man headshot. Where he's trying to be seductive. Very Oh my seductive. god, it's just all Sean Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to find shots of Sean Baby. <laughs> if you need to know what Sean looks like, just Google You're that. like, hey, this guy looks fucking weird. I'm sorry. No. Ruggedly handsome, but with strange, like, 90s era <laughs> punk rock hair. He looks like a... He kind of looks like Morrissey? I guess bit. I could see that. Maybe it's just the hair. Kind of like a shrink-wrapped Morrissey. Yeah. yeah. Like, Definitely. Like a shrinky dink Morrissey that didn't fully develop. Godek is now making love coupons. Uh, and I'm sorry, real fast. A picture of uh, Mr. T and Sean Baby <laughs> came up. That so. was like one of the happiest moments of my life was when I met Mr. T. I was so genuinely excited. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, he talks so fast and he's so excited and he was dancing the whole time. And like, I'm trying to be polite because, you know, I, you know, it's looked like he had things to do. And he's like, no, we should go get some dinner. I got a plate. And he pointed to the giant plate hanging from yeah. his necklace. And uh, anyway, I, I'm in love with Mr. Solid <laughs> bit, Mr. T. I, it made me so happy. I saw, a, uh, I saw a solid gold Hummer when I was living in Portland. And somebody, I, was, I forget who it was, one of my friends said, Mr. T lives here. I bet that's his. And I got so excited. And I learned <laughs> later it was Anthony Kiedis. Oh. I know. <laughs> Almost anything's a letdown if it's if you're expecting Mr. T and it's not Mr. T though. Yeah. Polar opposite of Mr. T. Mm-hmm. April, are you just uh, Google imaging me now? Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm just. There's a picture of you, and my friend George. <laughs> like, uh, George Oz. He did like um. He writes a book. I don't know. I know he like writes a book and does a podcast, but it's one of those like, oh, that's right. You you do stuff. Godek once uh, he had the idea for love coupons in 1997, and I love you, Dad. Golf coupons in 1997. He decided in 1998 to branch out and do I love you coupons. He's just taking a word away each time. Yeah, it's just moving shit around, Taco Bell style. Then he released what uh, might be his greatest bad book. Like one of the worst books that's ever been. It's called 10,000 Ways to Say I Love You. Oh my God, you are so not qualified for this. (laughs) He should have known this was too daunting for his mind. But this is what we're going to do our next book game in. This is uh, 10,000 ways to say it. you're trailing, so you're going to pick between 1 and 10,000. And you're trying to seduce, this time, Godek's actual wife. Whatever we imagine Godek's actual wife to be. I picture something made mostly out of pizza, about 600 pounds of pizza. That just... She's a thousand pounds of pizza. No surrealist absurdity. I just picture a very tired woman. (laughs) Just yeah. somebody that, that has to brace themselves every time he starts to say something. Just stop writing books oh, and come to bed. I've got to choose way right towards the end. Okay. I feel like he might, like he might save the last hundred or so. Is like I got to finish strong. <laughs> so like right before the end. Oh, I see. You're using my you, my first mm-hmm. strategy. Yeah, like eighty eighty five hundred and sixteen. <laughs> eighty five hundred. 16. Come on. Passion and intimacy without commitment is short lived. 
<laughs> is that a tip? I, I, <laughs> I think he's just defining. And this is defining why it's a sentence. He's like, it unless almost something... doesn't have a subject. <laughs> it's just nonsense. It, this dude fucking thinks that's like wisdom. It's just explaining what commitment means. You know, without the commitment, it doesn't last as long. Webster's Dictionary defines love. I mean, his as... wife probably likes that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see if uh, you can top that, April. It's out of 10,000, right? Out of 10 <clears throat> fucking thousand. Okay. I'm going to go with 6,969. <laughs> nice. That's got to be a good one. You'd think. <laughs> Surely. Donna by Richie Valens. What? <laughs> That's just, it's what? just a song. A song called Donna by Richie Valens. Is his wife named Donna? Please let his wife no. be named Donna. It's from a subsection called Favorite Love Songs from 1959. You can't. That, I mean, it's just a fucking name of a song. That's what he did. As, as love advice, you can't post a catalog of music. <laughs> I got it. These uh, are the love songs that came out in 1959. <laughs> and he got. He got a lot. It starts at sixty nine, sixty seven, and it goes until sixty nine, seventy nine, and then wow. the the next eleven are uh, love quotes from Shakespeare, and they're just random Shakespeare quotes. Wow, he's really just calling it in, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he was so certain that people would give up. Like this is almost a good strategy to like <laughs> just start off okay and then just drive people away until you can phone it in. What standards would anyone have ever judged this by? Like, certainly you'd give this to someone as a gift. No one would say like, oh, I need this book in my life. And what are they going to call you up like a few weeks later and say, hey, I read that book you got me for Mother's Day. And, um, you know, fuck you. That's a piece of shit book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I just don't know what the fail condition is for a book like this. Because if there was one, he would be obviously... I think it's automatic. Yeah, you know, maybe. Because I, I don't think anyone has 10,000 good ideas to say I love you. Without eventually resorting to, you know, Richie Valens song. You know it's a disaster. You know what's crazy, though? I do think April won that round, too, because Godek's wife would probably prefer a love song to someone just walking up and explaining what commitment meant. I'm just yeah, that's pretend a, that, like, that's a, his wife's name is Donna, and that just really worked out for me. Because, like, I tried looking it up, and I right. can't figure out her name, so. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pizza. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Good old Donna Pizza. Donna Pizza. That's her full name. <laughs> Tell you what, Bro Brockway, I will actually give you a free bonus win if you can get a pizza entry within three guesses. Okay. Ooh. This is this is a catch-up uh, mechanic I designed into this him. game. Because otherwise, be April's just going to run away with it. 300. 300. Uh, no, no, no. 297. 297. Put a romantic CD in a Walkman. Attach a note. Play me. How do you catch a note if you put it in the Walkman? You put it like on top know. and you close it? <laughs> yeah, you just put play me on it. And then, then your His husband or wife, wife just see sighing it. heavily and being like, Where, where's my Goo Goo Dolls yeah. CD that I use for the run? <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to listen to this while I go for a run. Right. I had plans. That's why I picked up the fucking Walkman. Uh, All right. That's one miss. 4,812. 4,812. Give your lover your undivided attention. Damn it, That's I thought it. he was going to say pizza. Give your lover your undivided <laughs> pizza. pizza. <laughs> 
God, that's, that's awful. Right. That's under ever. a section 16 listening skills for lovers. All right, 666. Nice. Oh, very dangerous. Good choice. I'm selling my soul to the devil it better be in hopes that. <laughs> Discover cozy little inns. <laughs> you can't get a fucking pizza in a cozy little inn. That's the opposite of pizza. You lose another round. Three to zero. Inns in hell. God, just getting fucking demolished over here. I'm going to have to cover up this belly tattoo. You know how expensive that's going to be? Prance of seduction? What's prance? Prance of sedition? We're now in the 2000s, and Godek is still, nine years after his massive success, writing the same goddamn book over and over and over. So in 2000, he writes The Lover's Companion, Romantic Inspiration and Creative Ideas, which is the same book he wrote in 1994, but without the word bedside in it. Like, word for word, the exact same book, but he changed the title. Did he remove every instance of bedside? I didn't check that. Get out of the bed. It's just like this weird foible, just like an OCD thing. He's like, I got to re-release this book with no bad side, no bad side. That was Uh, the problem. That's why it wasn't a hit. (laughs) Uh, He then wrote Romantic Essentials that same year. Uh, It's just a bunch of romance tips without any rhyme or reason. Enchanted Evenings the next year called 323 Nights Out to Remember. Intimate Questions, 459 Ways to Bring You Closer, which is, again, the same book of just questions from a couple years ago with a new title. Then he wrote The Love Quotes Coupon Books, which is, again, more free coupon books. But now we're in 2001. And can you think of anything that happened in 2001 that Godek might have wanted to chime in on? Was that the Matrix sequel? Was it (laughs) 9-11? He did... 1001 Ways to Celebrate America. Yeah, I knew it. Oh, man. He finally branched off. Yep. He finally branched off into a second book idea, and it was to shamelessly cash in on the patriotic, the patriotism sweeping America. What's the publishing date on that? Let's see. Let's see. I feel like we can nail down how long Um, it takes him to write a book. It does not say. Just 2001. Publishing date. So, I mean, he would have had to get it in. So right when the, with the plane hit the tower. Yeah, it, like as soon as the tower started collapsing, he's at his typewriter. And I don't doubt that that happened because this is a pretty, even for him, this is a pretty thrown together book. Uh, so we're going to do another book game. Book game. Show book game. In 1001 Ways to Celebrate America, this time I am Macho Man Randy Savage and you're you're trying to fuck me surely this is my time if this i have is, ever had a time this could be your comeback so we'll let uh april go first so you can like really prepare all right how many how many are there 1001 1001 sorry i don't have any information about that thanks <laughs> google. <laughs> set off your <laughs> set up your google play sorry <laughs> Google had to get in on Duncan on this son of a bitch. Hey, Google, pick a number between 1 and 1001. Now she doesn't listen to me. Now she's like, I was told to shut up. Hey, Google. Now it's never going to work again. Just ducked out. No, the one upstairs answered. (laughs) This fucked up. You got ghosts. I do. Hey, Google. Pick a number between one and a thousand and one. 
339. Also, there was okay. some weird sounds she also made. She gets to use robots. This is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, these aren't numbered, so... I feel like this is going to help you, because I've been doing so good so far picking that maybe the robots... What do robots are... know yeah. about romance? <laughs> Love is their one weakness. It's the thing that always fries their circuits. <laughs> Uh, this, these aren't numbered, so you need to pick a number between 1 and 250, and those are the page numbers. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry to disrupt you like that. All right, 69. <laughs> it's been doing right, good for 69. me so far. It's been doing Here's, good work. Yeah. Remember, these are 1,001 ways to celebrate America. There's three on this page. Start eating more healthfully. Start a scrapbook. Start each day with a smile. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. Macho, Macho man, like the last one. Not super impressed. Nope. I think you got this one, man. All right. Between one and one and two fifty. Yep. Uh, let's do one hundred and twelve. One hundred and twelve. Okay, this one's great. I think you might win this one. <laughs> it says party on, oh and then it says, God. then it says Tupperware parties. Frat parties, dance parties, birthday parties, political parties, attend a national political convention, participate in a national political convention as a delegate. Oh, you lost it at the end. You're, <laughs> You're really, so good. Macho like, Man loves yeah, a good macho man, party. Yeah, Tupperware. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frat, sure, sure. Yeah. Dance parties, birthday, sure. Political, okay. Attend a national political convention. All right, well, my my day rate is eight grand to show, and you gotta get my play ticket. But sure, sure, as a delegate, Macho Man wouldn't mind being mayor. I think, I think that's a win for Brockway. I think, oh, you, I think that's, that's that was, that was a solid, unquestionable role play. Oh, yeah, Mach, that was beautiful. I Macho want, Man had to talk himself into it, but he I got there. I want to invite him to a Tupperware party. I feel like he'd have a good time. <laughs> he would, but it is. It's eight grand. Is his <laughs> All appearance right, fee. Is he going to bring eight grand worth of Tupperware? Because that shit gets expensive. <laughs> Congratulations. You definitely won that one. Finally. I mean, if there is any scenario in which <laughs> I am more qualified at romance, it is only and exclusively fucking Macho Man's <laughs> I love, too, that it's just a page about parties, and then his fucking brain threw up. It's just like, yeah, uh, 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 parties, like Tupperware parties, political parties, political parties, yeah. And then, like... He just went from there. Fourth of July party, right there. Fourth of July, fifth of July party. Uh, Oh my god, I could go through the whole book like this. (sighs) Fucking, I don't know why Godek sort of talks like Macho Man now. (laughs) (laughs) They've merged. (laughs) So now we're in the late 2000s. He took four years off from writing books, as far as I know. There might be more that I just couldn't find, but he wrote romantic questions, 264 outrageous, sweet, and profound questions. If this sounds familiar, it's because he's written this book three different times with three different titles. Uh, then he wrote 201 Ways to Be Romantic, which is just the same fucking book with a different number instead of 1,001. Again. Each time it's less. <laughs> He's whittling it down, though. You're really getting the chaff out of there. So then he wrote, you're, you're not going to believe this, Love Coupons. In 2006, he wrote <laughs> Love Coupons. So we're going to do another... Just shocking. <laughs> we're we're going to do another real quick book game. You know what that is. Book game. This one doesn't have uh, numbers on the pages or the coupons, so I'm just going to flip through and you're going to have to tell me to stop. So 
Uh, Brockway, you're trailing, so you're going to go first. I'm going to start flipping now. Tell me when to stop. Stop. A romantic movie night. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. We're going to start over because I didn't tell you who you're trying to seduce. Yeah, who, who am I trying to fuck here? I always need to know. Yes, it's very important. I, I, it's vital information. This time, the two of you are trying to seduce me, the internet's me. The actual me. Oh, no. Okay. It's a good thing so, you get a do-over, man. Yeah, because that one wasn't going to work on me. So here we go. Flipping through. Stop. No kids, no work, just us. You would redeem this coupon for a whole day devoted to the most important thing, love. No work and all play will make for a memorable day. Sometimes romance just happens. Strong. Oh, but, but you love your work. It's true. I do love my work. Sometimes uh, romance just happens, but you have to plan for it. Is this you gotta <laughs> schedule the whole day Sometimes for it. romance just happens. It ain't today. <laughs> Here's a coupon. That's fun. That's just playing your romance. That just happens. <laughs> You're like tired wife trying to find <laughs> space for all these coupons oh that she can't redeem. <laughs> like, Robert, I really got a lot to do. Can you redeem the coupon a different day? I'm free Sunday. How much anxiety would that induce on like a really busy person where like oh my god they so have much. this coupon book and like any minute you could just have to like do one of these things. <laughs> The other thing to consider is this is 2006 before like a smartphone, but like True. if you gave this coupon today, that would sort of imply like you don't get to like fuck around on your phone. Like this is a romance day. Yeah. Like it it would like legitimately be chemically painful for a lot of people to try this. That's like the modern day coupon is like a day with me without your phone or something. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. In any, in any given day, I've got like, I'm going to be generous here and say like four and a half hours of romance. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's enough. And then I'm just like, I, I have to poop at some point. So so you're gonna give me this coupon with a qualification that, on that you'll you're gonna be pooping in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a romance coupon, but caveat. See, that's the romance I, coupon I want. It's like, all right, you go in the bathroom, have a good poop. <laughs> I won't yeah. bother you. Thank you. That's nice. <laughs> I don't feel like that worked on you very well. <laughs> That's the coupon to beat. That's I'm going to start flipping. Coupon. Tell me when to stop. Go. Okay, now. Decadent dessert coupon. Redeemable for a heaping helping of your favorite goodies. Pick your indulgence and the coupon giver will make it happen. Kiss in unexpected places. Well, that was, Wait, what? Yeah, that was two different things. Why did it take an... Why did I don't know. I, they, the they say like, a, there's like a little zinger on all of them. I don't know. You... Was the implication that he's going to like put the dessert somewhere? <laughs> Does the dessert go on you? <laughs> In you? I, I guess you're just like buying me ice cream <laughs> or whatever. And like that's an actual make out and, I mean, at the very least, so that's pretty good. So, that's a has a monetary value. That's attached. true. You could trade that in for actual money. Yeah, it's probably worth like, I don't know, like $4.50 bucks. Uh, so let's see. This I, fucking tired the offer on the table is... Woman being like, just give me five bucks. Ice cream and making out or four hours of non-poop with theoretically unlimited making out. Uh, but I'm not allowed to like look at my phone or work. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta... I gotta... That's Give it to April. I yeah. think it's a four to one. She's running away with this game. You can you can look at your phone while you eat your dessert. I don't fucking care. 
<laughs> there better be some i don't know some fucking golden snitch shit at the end of this where i can just like come come back or else i'm just i'm, I'm dying i have to just live out my death from here to the end of the episode you got the you should get like extra points for the randy savage one because that was like the best one i think i mean that's the one that's most important to me yeah, exactly. i feel like i've <laughs> i've fulfilled myself that was the full game. There will be no more book we games. We can call it a tie. Do still have... oh, okay. That's, That's very the generous. romantic thing for me to do. So. Aww. Here, have this coupon for a fucking tie. pity. <laughs> Slap it's it in the air and storm out. Coupon <laughs> for a free romance tie. So, uh, <laughs> continuing on... Continue, I have no idea how to do transitions <laughs> on podcasts. So anyway, I, we're, we're done with that bit. We're, we had some laughs. Uh, in 2007... Godek came out with Your Relationship Report Card, which is the exact same book as the other ones that were like trying to turn love into school. And Only then, now he's actually putting grades on the line, the right. most romantic part of school. Yeah. Well, I didn't tell you, but the other books did come with a relationship report card. So he was just like, you know, I got to take that part of the book and just make that its own book. But all he did is change the title of the book of the book that had a report card in it. Can you imagine how much trouble you'd be in if you gave literally anything below like a B? (laughs) Honey, I'm going to give you a D on this one and and not the good, not the good kind. So this is uh, where he's at now. He's just still regurgitating the same thing. And then in 2009, I'll give you one guess what uh, book he put out. It's got two words in the title. Just, just shout it out if you think you know it. The end? Love coupons. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you read a book called Love Coupons. Different that from the previous like Love Coupons. It's book. <laughs> no. But he did later that same year write How to Be Mildly Brilliant. And that, <laughs> the fucking record just scratched on the entire world. Oh, because no. Mild. I, I like that he at least had the decency to put mildly. He's trying to stay <laughs> humble. And this fucking book is just a bunch of fables about a character named Simple Simon who like like learns little lessons like a child might but but fables like already exist so he's writing like books about how to like learn lessons that are that there's already fables based on you know what i mean so none of these fables star simple simon the most important part of learning <laughs> and and in the about the author section he says and i quote greg godek is the world's leading authority on simplexity it's a, simplexity. It's an elusive place where simplicity and complexity oh, intersect that. to create brilliant solutions. So this guy's been fucking eating his own shit for so many years about how like he's smart and wise, but also very, very basic and stupid. And so he's decided that that now is this folksy wisdom that he walks around with is now like this fucking outside of romance really good. And so he's trying to sell himself as if he's been the leader of this simplexity movement for many years. And... There's maybe only one person in the world who knows without question that's complete and total fucking bullshit and that's me and I promise it is. <laughs> Most people would pick this up and say like, oh, this guy must be a speaker that speaks about compl- simple. No, he's not. This is a guy who speaks about one thing and I just made it very clear by going through all the books he's written, he had one fucking idea and here he is trying to be like, no, 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 I have a second idea. He doesn't. So... But he really, it's really the same idea because he had one book idea and it took him 45 years to write it. Right. So that was simple and complex at the same time. 
you might have I think a that's point. really just saying it takes somebody a bunch of steps to do something really easy, which is kind of the definition of stupid. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, if this guy isn't stupid, then like we need to just remove that word from the language. Like he's he's so obviously stupid, but he's not necessarily wrong. So it's hard to say like he's. It, it just took him a long time to be right. <laughs> sure, I know, guys, I guess. it sounds like a genius to me. He might be <laughs> history's greatest genius. It so, is kind of genius to make up a concept and then insist you're the world's foremost expert on it. Right. Especially when it's like not impressive in any way. It's like, it's like being I smart. I am but the world's not... foremost expert on fucklacity. Well, I'm not going to fight you on uh, that. That's fucking and elasticity. Uh, well, he's got just a couple more left. He did, in 2011, he wrote, I love you coupons, which was a book about, um, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. I went Wait, back to no. Coupons. So he was a, he wrote one book on this simplexity thing. Wait, I, need I don't to think the, it went well. The punctuation of I love you coupons. Is uh, it, I, I think it's all lowercase. Yes. But like, is it, is it like, I love you in quotes or is it like, no, no, I love you. No coupons? commas, no quotes. It's like, I love you coupons. <laughs> is it like, I love you coupons. <laughs> he really loves coupons. I, I don't think he's speaking to the coupons, but... Okay, just checking. He might be. But the great thing about this simplexity thing is um, the book really made it look like this was a movement. He uses, like, the... Um, he uses we a lot. Like, our mission is simplexity, uh-huh. and we are all... Like, he's he's sort of talking about, like, he's got this, this group of simplexity people. But, again, he does not. So he gave that up. He went back to the love coupons. Then he wrote, Bring Food, Arrive Naked, which I don't think he ever released. Um... At this point, he had to have, it's, this is four years after, like, I dominate his entire Google results. So at this point, he has to know. It's that just this one would... page, just the cover page. It's a postcard. <laughs> Bring food arrived naked and flip it over and says, that's it. That's fucking that's it. it. Make fun of that, Sean, baby, dick. And then um, this is the last book I want to talk about. And this one is fucking fantastic because he does actually now try another thing. He wrote a book called A Hard Day's Night. A rock and roll erotic romance. This was in 2016. Oh my God. Is that like that? Not the fucking lamest book title you've ever heard. I love it. I'm just so excited he's going to write fiction. <laughs> yes. So he co wrote it with a girl named Anastasia uh, Winters. And uh, he had to have either he made that up or she made that up. <laughs> I'm not sure which is worse. Don't get too far ahead, but I think you're right. So I looked up Anastasia Winters and all I could find was a pencil drawing of her. And she seems like, like a cute 20 something, right? A pencil drawing? (laughs) Yeah. Like her Amazon, her Amazon uh, profile is just a pencil drawing and a long rambling thing about how she's been like, it's like really cute. And she's like, I've been like a romance writer for years, but only published once. I'm working with Gregory Godek. He was on Oprah. OMG. There's no way she's Oh. Yeah, there's yeah. something about the OMG where I'm like, this is Shit, I fucking... called you out. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> you immediately busted Godek on this. And then she makes reference to like Bridges of Madison County, which I think is kind of like before my time. Like he, she's making references that are 30 years removed from her perspective. And has like a really phony like teen type of uh, And not even vernacular. like impactful references. It's not right. even like something that would rebound down generations. That's yeah. something you had to be there to think. Exactly. Like no one's going to just fucking come across that on Amazon Prime. I wouldn't be even like, think to mention that. Like you say that and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that movie happened. <laughs> right. And so um, she, her, she calls herself a reclusive but naughty girl. 
And so don't she, try to find me. Not real. <laughs> she has a lot of like deleted blog posts, but every single one of the blog posts, uh, I found them like on the archive.org and they're all like conversations she has with Godek where they're both like so witty and like playing off each other in the exact same voice. Like it, it couldn't have been more suspicious. So she has a, a Twitter and she has about six followers. Her Twitter handle is uh, Romance Writer. I was really hoping she had more followers than Godek. <laughs> she does not. And all of her tweets are related to Godek. Like, hey, this book's coming out. You should look at this book. Hard Day's Night, Rock and Roll, Erotic Romance. And like no nothing about her life or the movies she sees or like retweets or anything. This feels like, so, a, like a Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines type deal. Like yeah, Maybe, but I, I think... He was genuinely going for this, like, I really want to just reach a younger audience, so I'll just invent a person. So I'll just, like, I'll just yeah, he thought the <laughs> only problem, the only reason he wasn't able to speak to young girls is that he wasn't a young girl himself. Right. But he can Which fix is that. absolutely like the sex criminal <laughs> mindset. With the power of imagination, anybody can be a young, reclusive, but naughty girl. <laughs> so that is what Godek is like up to. That was Four years ago. So that's like what he's up to basically current day is he's pretending to be a young girl to like the delight of no Full one. time now. Like Full no time. He's one. He's abandoned Godek entirely. He is now Anastasia Winters. Right. Oh, God. He's and, really uh, working on that six follower count. <laughs> so, Shit, it just, it bumped up to seven today. I'm telling you. <laughs> Best of luck, Godek. We'll get to at least 10 after this podcast airs. I just, um, I wanted to share with you the, the saga of Godek and how he went from Best-selling author, Oprah guest, frequent media appearances, to just pretending to be a teen girl and getting no attention for it. And that's like, it's such a dark and scary story. Uh, but I also, I do sort of feel um, a little guilty about making fun of him so much. Like, I've written like five articles just about him, and I am fucking mean. And I just, it's nice to get reassured that this is the biggest this is piece why of shit he in the world. invented you know? an entirely new identity. He could not stand being himself anymore with <laughs> what you've done to him. And now you've found his new identity. <laughs> He's not even saying he'll have to burn down his life again. <laughs> he just bought so, so many pencil skirts too. So that's Godek. He wrote one book 70 times. And when he tried to write different books, he wrote one about 9-11 not about 9-11, but just trying to cash in on 9-11. One about uh, being the world's leading fable writer. And uh, then one as a teen girl that uh, has a... I mean, that title is straight out of the 50s, A Hard Day's Night Rock and Roll Romance. That's ridiculous. So, that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. That was a long, sad ride, I, but I loved it. I learned something new. <laughs> we did it. I just want to bring back love coupons. Let's try that. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some love coupons out. Let's go out. Can you reading some of these love some coupons? Some Sean baby love coupons. <laughs> I would be happy to. I think people would really like that. <laughs> Let's see. What is the ultimate bubble bath coupon? How about this one? There you go. You're entitled to one luxurious bubble bath. What would be your ideal love coupon? Whew. It would probably be like. I, I don't want to say anything as dark as like just being left alone for a while but like that's kind of like my dream scenario now. yeah like i would I think just... that's where everybody's yeah. mind went like, like just <laughs> leave me alone for like 20 fucking minutes yeah if sex and then leave me alone yeah. that's the love coupon do not cuddle me after sex go get the ice cream 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking turn the TV back on. <laughs> this coupon says, don't be fucking awkward. Right, do we? Yeah. Don't be fucking awkward. You have to get, obey it. Get out of the room without saying a fucking word. And we both know you have to do that because of the coupon. Because that would be awkward in and of itself. If I was with a woman and she just ran into the shower, I'd be like, oh, God, what? what? Is that what, what she does I after do? sex? <laughs> I do poop a lot during sex. I, I don't have... I don't have the control of Brockway, romance master Brockway. Every four hours like clockwork. <laughs> and I make love for four hours and two minutes. <laughs> it's the only thing that stops me, my one weakness. I feel like I learned so much about you for meeting you for the first time. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a really in-depth discovery. We're really close now. <laughs> I do think if it's two true. people got together, together on a date and read like a Godek book and just picked random uh, Godek quotes, like you'd know each other better after that date than most. Like, yeah, oh, you'd yeah. know each other very well, but you would be just so turned off the idea of romance. You would just, yeah. it would end with a handshake and like maybe a little ironic salute. You'd have <laughs> right? to use the awkward love coupon at the end of the night just to get through it. Just, yeah, like we'll hang out again, but. But no, no with this. We could have some cranky anal in the bathroom, but nothing romantic. <laughs> Only because he never mentioned it. <laughs> also, uh, I went through your list of films, April. I did not see cranky anal in the bathroom once. So I'm congratulations. Sorry, I'll work on that. <laughs> I, no, I think that's a good thing. I... <laughs> no, now I really want to make that actually. <laughs> I'm telling you, these these are ideas. I'm gonna make cranky. Anal. You should re-listen to this episode and just take notes. I've been looking for a good anal scene idea, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I would really love to co-write uh, a pornographic film based on 1001 Ways to Be Romantic, where we took the took his like really square ass tips and and wrote them into a movie and and played them very straight. Like one guy gives a pizza to the woman, not like in a super erotic way. He's just like, "Sweetheart, I got your favorite flavor of pizza." I hate and to break it yes. to you, but I'm pretty sure they've done the pizza thing before in porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a lewd way. Like it's always like he's got his dick in the box or something. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. Very original. <laughs> hey extra sausage on your pizza she's like if she should roll her eyes at this point if a guy tries that i'm saying here's a heartfelt pizza a lot of godek um tips are to get her a pizza with her choice of toppings like that's one of the, my favorite ones that gets repeated that's the ultimate sacrifice <laughs> like you can make in the name of love she's a, she's always like the one one day a year and she has to use a special coupon to pick a topping <laughs> Love coupon number 54. I get to pick the pizza toppings. If you use that coupon or you feel the need to use that coupon, you have a black eye. Guaranteed. You're having that controlling a man relationship time. Mm -hmm. Love coupon number 72. You get to watch the commercials from your favorite show. <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you spoil me. <laughs> All right. I think this is more Godek than anyone should have ever listened to. But I want to thank you, April, for being on our podcast. Thank and, you for asking um, me. Of course. You're a dear friend, and uh, I treasure our time together. Do you have anything you'd like to plug uh, before you go? Um, I, you could just visit AprilOneal.com, and that's got all the it's got all the. Follow her on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, your, your tag is undo. Yeah. U-N-D-E-U-X. Damn, that is a succinct plug. We should do <laughs> yeah. that. You've done visit, this before. Visit 1900hotdog.com. <laughs> the end. The end. Good plug. <laughs> Good day, sir. Thanks, dude. One nine hundred hot dog. One nine hundred hot dog. Our podcast slams with maximum height. Say hot dog.
1-900-HOT-DOG is brought to you by generous patrons Nick H., Matt Riley, Three Finger Louie Hawk, Rhea, Dean Costello, Nick Ralston, John, Jeff Atwood, Yanis Ian, Nidus, John McCamp, Armando Nava, Lyman, Polly Poiswo, Zdarfan, Micah Phillips, Neil Schaefer, Jabber Al-Aiden, David Forniff, the artist formerly known as Devin, Eric Spalding, Neil Bailey, Josh Babian, Brianne Whitney, Timmy Leahy, Ethan Wrangle, Toasty God, Mike Styles, Aiden Muat, Adrian Hintbrook, Zachary Evans, Usari, Josh S., and Kenny O'Paisley. Our theme song is by The Oral Knots. <laughs>